internet friends, and welcome to episode number 164 of Final Boss TV. Today, as per almost usual, your well and gay rating show, I'm your host, my name is Adam K, aka Bay, and today is the Legion Patch 735 Mage Catch-Up Show. We were gonna have Hunters today, but due to scheduling and whatever, we had to flip-flop them, so Hunters should be next Sunday, and then depending on, again, when Battle for Azeroth does wants to alpha-beta drop all over us, then we'll figure out if we're gonna do a tank catch-up and a healer one. And then possibly like mixed melee and mixed range, we'll have to see how that goes. Because obviously, Battle for Azeroth testing does take priority. But if you've missed the previous two episodes for Hunters and... Uh, not for Hunters. For Warlocks and Rogues, Hunters are last. Then of course you can go check those out on the YouTube page. Those are listed all by the year. That's right here. And the Rogues, and there's the Warlocks. As well as all the shows do get put up on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music as the audio only. You can go check those out on my website at finalboss.tv. And an initial shout out real quick here at the beginning of the show to everyone supporting it and making sure I can keep sitting here doing this as we go forward through our... This will be the fourth expansion I've done these in. Battle will be my fourth because I started Mop to the Warlords and the Legion and... Goodness me. But Jason, Tazlin, Screws Loose, Mia, R4, Troffles, and Druish. I always look because the, the list might change sometimes. Thank you for your assistant producer pledges on the Patreon for the show. And if you would like, of course, to get more of these shows and follow along on the show notes, there are currently 34 BTS podcasts for these. After this show, we're going to record the Mage After Show. So the three of us will sit down and talk about just how the show was and anything else that might have come up. So you want to check that out. But here's the Warlock show. And there was the, the Rogue show down here, too. You can keep going back if you want more of these sort of behind-the-scenes podcasts, if you'd like. They're all right there on the show's Patreon page, linked down below. But I don't know how this happened. I mean, I kind of know how this happened. But he was just on the show, like, three weeks ago or something. I mean, not, it was like two months, but whatever. But Preheat's back. If you were sick of him, then I, I'm sorry. But there he is. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. But you're you're talking about mages this time, not just Antorus, Burning Throne. Yeah. yeah, I'm always talking about mages. But yeah, specifically, mages are the focus this time. There you go. And I was telling you that his hair looks even better on this show than it did with the previous one. Chat, can you back me up on this? Well, I'll wait for the delay. But I appreciate your time, sir. Hopefully we can break all this stuff down and not talk too much about uh, Frost Mage. But, namesake aside, Frost is back. Hello, sir. Welcome. You're muted. Perfect. Beautiful. Fuck. I muted myself. Yo, okay. <laughs> so that was like the silent wave introduction. Yes, yeah. it was. It was beautiful. I liked it. It was good. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. It's been a yeah. while. Uh, yeah, it's been like what two years? Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm sure I'll get. It's been a while. I'll get. I'll get yeah. picked up in chat about that. But yeah, GG frosted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then you have your fresh meat, who apparently is a robot. I didn't know this until we started the show. So Nori is here. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hello, everyone. So, so why are you a robot? Uh, I don't know. I apparently play uh, like the APL and the Mage Brutal, so that is, I think. Okay, that's fair. He's also representing the entire EU community of mages, so everything he says is just a litmus test for how all EU mages feel, so whatever he says goes, all right? That's just it. That's the mm -hmm. right there. So just take that and go with it, but... Exactly. Is that right, though? Because we can they can send all your complaints and all your their opinions to you, right? Is that how it goes? 
Okay, everyone just ping Nori in, in Discord. All right, right, <laughs> right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you think I enabled my do not, do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, just, just, just do it. Just do it. But um, I guess to go back and forth on this one, I'll go right back to Nori on this because you are the, the new guest. And I, I just tried to poke to you about it when I was giving your introduction. But yeah, what do you what do you do with the mage community? What do you uh, what do you dabble in in the, the Discord or Alter Time or, or whatever? What what do you do for mages? Yeah, okay. So uh, I'm the I'm a SimC developer. So I develop mostly the mage uh, module for SimC. Uh, I'm also a theory crafter. So I come up with uh, rotations, uh, figure out uh, how mechanics work. Um, how to optimize your rotation and stuff like that. And I mainly uh, work on the Frost mages. So uh, when you take a look at the Frost API right now, that's uh, half of it is like my work. Okay. So and you... the other half, yeah. How many, how many keyboards have you gone through where whatever number you bind Frostbolt to is broken? <laughs> uh, luckily, just one because okay. uh, I'm very used to spending Frostbolt. Okay. I've been playing Frost since I, like it's been almost ten years now. <clears throat> so my, yeah, I'm very used to spamming Frostbolt. My goodness! All right, Let's see how that works. Frost, and you were on the show for the the first round about stuff in this expansion. Yeah. So you are. What do you have? What have you changed? What's what's evolved in your corner of uh, World of Warcraft for for the mage community? That you you dabble in. Uh, I think the only thing that has changed is a lot of the stuff that I used to have to manually produce, like the simulation craft dumps and like the trinket comparisons and talent comparisons and things like that. Uh, people have automated a lot of that and with hero damage and stuff like that coming along, they've basically taken all of that off my plate, which is nice. <laughs> so I, I basically do this, the same types of things that Nornir does, uh, working on like the development of simulation craft, implementation of mage related mechanics, although I'm much less frost focused uh the nornir does so i have hands in in all three specs but your your name is frosted though yeah but my name is frosted well you can thank like 2005 me for that right <laughs> uh 2005 okay. me really liked the frost spec but after two tiers of frost will spam uh, <laughs> i don't know how i feel about it uh, okay and, and pretty you're just a pretty face right you're just a yeah i'm just here to smile on the camera Okay. So, uh, um, yeah, like uh, I, I raid, and uh, I'm also I, I try to hang out in the Discord. I I definitely don't have anywhere near um, the impact that these folks have. These these guys are doing the Lord's work for people <laughs> like myself and everyone else, and we just kind of weigh in and you know say like, hey, I think there's something to look at here. But most of the work is done by the community. These guys are the best. So everyone. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, usually when I make these shows, if you haven't picked up on the whole process that I try to build these up with, is that uh, I like having a really highly progressed uh, guinea pig, and then normally backed up by the math and theory and, and community developing crafters that actually know what's going on, even though none of us are slouches in right now. Like, I finally killed Agrimar, and I think you both are on Agrimar right now, right behind me, or no? Frosted, you're on Argus, right? Argus is dead. Oh, Argus is dead. Okay, well... Yeah, he's, he's dead, man. We, oh, okay. We the Legion, it's all over. Oh, okay, sure. So, there yeah, we go. Games, you beat the game. Yeah, dude. Vacation I, time. I can't wait. I want vacation time. I mean, you're right around where I am right now, right, Nori? You're, um... What are you throwing Frostbolts at? 
we are on Coven right now. Oh, you're on Coven right now. Okay. So we're all right there. Even though the sigh of relief, it's so weird because you've been done for like months preheat. What is it like when you see like the, the, the bulk of the community catch up to clearing and, and finishing all this stuff? Is it like a way different? Because you have probably friends and everyone that is in different realms in the yeah. game. So how does that? Well, so like we have a lot of people, uh, at least my friends, who love the game and they keep playing it over and over and over again in different guilds, so they like reprogress. Right. Um, oh, okay. I don't really pay much attention to it. I kill the boss and then I go on like a sabbatical for like a couple months. I, <laughs> I really don't play at all. Um, however, I think it's interesting to see in the logs how people think of all sorts of cool things to do that I didn't think of. You know, like the people who push the content generally aren't the people who end up being like the top in doing all these weird random things that you see on warcraft logs where you're like what did they do oh. um so it's interesting to see all that come about interesting yeah because I, I guess the, the knowledge you have of encounters is so limited comparatively when you're there in the first two weeks versus when like three months roll by and hundreds of more mages get on these fights and change maybe builds or talents or artifacts around or whatever and then gear propagation and yeah, i have yeah, not just that. Also, like, boss uh, strategies, right? Because mm, a lot okay. of the, uh, the strategies you'll see will just be completely different than how you did it. And it will mean that, you know, maybe they get to AOE in certain situations. I don't know. It's just really interesting. Okay. So I want to bring up off the, the top of the show on all of these catch-up shows are to go over where resources are located. And, of course, Discord is a huge community think bed you know just like ridiculous amount of stuff is posted there pinned in an faq channel whatever but the not every single class or spec has a resource outside of that however mages i always have to plug this have altered time and how, what's the the state of how altered time sort of interacts with the mage community now and and discord though i mean frosted do you want to because the, the the link is right up here to join our discord oh it's outside of my region but frosted how is how's ultra time holding up in the discord era what do you guys do on here uh i would say that in terms of a lot of really technical discussion it's pretty much all moved to discord like there's okay. some discussion that still exists on the website um and there's some people who do come through and like write long things on the website but the vast majority of like the discussion and work is really done on discord and the website is treated more as like uh a long-term hosting okay. site, right? Because it's just, uh, I don't know. I think that hosting large amounts of information in Discord is kind of messy. Mm. It's not really suited to doing it very well. And it's a lot easier to host a collection of links to a website or, you know, forum posts. Uh, so that's really all it is now, is just the hosting site. Okay. Sounds good to me. But yeah, I, I think as... Because we have one, I think, that's starting with Battle for Azeroth for specifically Enhancement Shaman, like how Elemental has Storm Earth and Lava, and then yes. there's Chain Heal for Resto. We have Stormstrike.io starting, which will just be basically like all the stuff that gets collated and moved together and figured out in the Discord community just gets slapped up on a website that just sits, will sit there, which I think that sounds like a lot what you guys do with Altered Time now. So... I think it should also be noted that uh, the Mage community has been using IRC for, for years now. So even mm. before Discord, we were using this chat method. Now, of course, back then we didn't have, like, you know, thousands and thousands of members, right? Like, Discord really, like, blew up that community. But right. um, but we've been using IRC for, for a long time. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, I, you know, when you say IRC, there are like a split divide that is like, oh, I know what IRC is. And the rest of the people are like, what? Depending on when they joined in the yeah. the, the community on whatever side. Yep. Back but, in my day. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So there are other resources here. I want to go over these images, I guess. Um, and in correlation with you plugged hero damage at the beginning, right? That Frosted brought that up. And uh, so hero damage is a resource being put together now that sort of brings together all the, like here's when you go into like the mage page. So you have these combinations of, of gear and legendaries and soon it'll have like Azerite gear and combinations in that regard that um, break down all the different, I mean, you have race combinations, relics, trinkets, and the overall combinations of a spec. And it breaks it down just like, here's fire. So it'll show you what set you're running. You can change which sets that you have. It'll change legendaries that you have. And it'll show you essentially your, your DPS, right? It all sort of puts it all in this huge list to see where it all runs. So, and Frosted, I'll let you go on this one because you commented on hero damage. And this sort of takes some of the work away from what you guys were doing. But how... I mean, how how accurate is this being, and how is this going to become in a, a thing in, in battle? Uh, I mean, I haven't really looked through it to verify whether or not it's accurate or not. But I, I don't really mind things like this, right? Um, as long as the person who's putting together the scripts that are like running these large amounts of sims does it in a reasonably responsible manner, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty hard to screw up, right? Um, so uh, yeah. I don't know how good they are, but I hope he keeps doing it for Battle for Azeroth so that <laughs> we offload all of this like really boring, large simulation script running thing to, you know, automated stuff. That'd be right. Nice. Yeah. It'll be weird not seeing tier sets here anymore. I have the arcane page up and apparently like the second highest simming arcane is two piece tier 19 still. So we, we live in a weird era in Legion right now with this this whole two-piece, four-piece shenanigans. Yeah. But, yep. Just make them mutually exclusive. Come on. I don't know. Yeah. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's I mean, the weird. expansion doesn't really matter at this point. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. But check out Hero Damage and keep it uh, bookmarked for how it's going to evolve and change and sort of be like an easy jump and jump out system to see if you are a DPS spec in the game. Additionally, there's Raid Bots. And... Raidbots is just simulation craft, but runs in the cloud. And so it's way quicker than running it all yourself on your local PC, because that's all your own processing power. So you can, of course, check out Raidbots as well. And Nori, because you work on the SimC APL stuff for mages, do you communicate directly with Serialos about this, or do you just like make sure the SimCraft stuff is updated, and then Raidbots just kind of pulls from that into the cloud and whatever it works with. How does that work for you guys on the back end? Uh, yeah, it usually works like that because Serial uh, uh, has nightly and weekly builds. Mm -hmm. So the weekly builds he updates uh, every week and the nightly builds are updated every day. So uh, when you make some code change uh, in the uh, SimC uh, code base, it will be uh, compiled and uh, replaced the previous nightly uh, the day after. Okay. So uh, that's usually what happens uh, when there are some huge changes. Uh, I usually ask him directly if he can um, push new build. So he will rebuild the SMC, uh, put it on his servers so we can 
I like point people, okay, so for example, uh, at the start of the OS, we had a huge glacial spike change where they removed the double dipping and increased the base coefficients by, by like 50%. Right, okay. Uh, so I implemented a change, uh, poke serials uh, here built, and we pointed people, okay, so if you want to see how this change affects you, you can just go to Redbox right now and uh, check what happens, which is usually much better than just uh, telling people, okay, so you can either uh, compile from your source yourself, which most people cannot do, uh, or just wait two or three days for the next uh, nightly on the uh, SimC side. Mm -hmm. It always gets to a point as expansions roll forward that everything gets so fine-tuned and all the systems get put into place. Now, there's some little tweaks and things I guess you guys find in the back end, but at, at a certain stage in the expansion, you're basically done working on that. And then, then the beta builds come out, and again, like I said, like legendaries changing completely, artifacts gone, no more relic shenanigans. There's no more tier sets except for Azerite gear. But once you figure out where all the Azerite gear slots and Path of the Titans madness or whatever the hell they're gonna do with that, then you gotta figure all that stuff out again. But it, we talked about it on the last two shows from like the the math crafter point of view that it looks like there may be less variables to play with. So hopefully your jobs get a little easier and figuring all this crap out. Hopefully, so because I have no idea how any of that works. Not a not well, a clue. Uh, tier sets going away is going to be a huge thing because uh, right now we have a lot of combinations like trying to figure out. Right. Uh, which pieces to use, especially now that we can use four piece and two piece from the previous uh, right here. Yeah. Uh, so that creates a lot, a lot of combinations. Uh, that is going away, however, we'll be getting the Azerite gear, which I imagine uh, will offer a lot of combinations as well. So depending on uh, how the traits interact, like for example, right now, if you have uh, the artifact traits for most of the classes, they do not interact. Uh, the interaction is very weak, so you can pretty much just sim them uh, alone and just check mm. uh, which which is the best. So you don't have to do like all the combinations uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but depending on how the how the Ezra turns out, we might be back to running uh, thousands or hundreds of thousands combinations just to figure oh. out uh, which which of the Ezraite uh, pieces you actually want. Yeah, we do not have much information. For example, it is possible that uh, we will have like damage increasing as the right stuff in the first one or two tiers and then the third or fourth tier is going to be defensives so that that could reduce it but at, at the moment we can also really tell so yeah uh, it could go either way and frosty has an ad no i was just gonna say oh. I, I think it really heavily depends as right powers mm. like they, um, they, could remove, they could remove relics and then they can make as right like this like highly interwoven interactive thing right and it could be an issue yeah, and any additional systems they add afterwards just increase that complexity by like an order of magnitude, right? Mm. Because basically we're having to rerun all these simulations for all of those different combinations as well. So Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. It. We have the most tools, and I've said this in the past two shows as well, we have probably the most tools ever as World of Warcraft players just flat of any expansion previously, right? So they just keep adding more and more and more things. Because we think back to MOP and we had like the end of RAR kind of a thing and Simulation Craft really became a forefront. And now, the, you know, between that time and now going into Battle for Azeroth, there are so many different huge Google documents, obviously hero damage, raid bots, the updates to SimC, all these things. So you guys will figure it out. Have fun with your spreadsheets and all your math. I'll just click buttons and look at it. <laughs> it's really been all this expansion. All of those mm. like auxiliary tools that you're talking about, 
Uh, I mean, we had simulation craft last expansion. And, sure. But this expansion, like the proliferation of tools has been like around simulation craft is absolutely insane. Right. Yeah, Pawn coming into the game itself, which is hit or miss depending on how well you fine-tune it and whatever like that. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll have to see. What's that other one? It's Simpermut is another one, too? Simpermutation. Simpermutation, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's just like a bunch of different setting, uh, setting like the combinations and then you run it in your local SMC or just put it, paste it into your uh, advanced uh, advanced mode in the Raidbots. Right. Yeah, just but the... this, uh, this is mostly caused by the fact that uh, gearing in Legion has been very, uh, very unintuitive. Oh. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. before you could have like your best in slot uh, list and just use that. Right now, potentially everything can be an upgrade. Uh, okay, so maybe this this item doesn't have your best stats, but it rolled past when I tightened forward, so now you're going to use it. And yeah. we cannot just tell people, okay, so this is the best in slot and they get plus 30 titan forge and okay it's not on the best in slot list so i'm not going to use it which yeah that, that just cannot happen in the last q a ian sort of breezed past the whole weapons may not titan forge they may just warforge or they might not at all which would be beautiful because that always proves a weird problem because obviously like the melee classes that gain more from da weapon damage get huge weapon scaling above casters who only just gain int and secondaries, which will not scale the same way as just weapon damage would. So hopefully they well, just let that... It depends on the class. Yeah. It's okay, that's it's, true. It's actually the other way around, because uh, mm -hmm. most of the melee classes don't actually scale that well with weapon eye level. It's casters and then some well, melee MMOs. classes. Yeah, like uh, mm. Markman Hunter scale well, Fury Barriers, Arms Barriers. Yeah. And then you have stuff like Rogues and maybe Invoker Monks, and they do not scale at all. They, mm. they like gain only third. Uh, of the benefit that casters and uh, these other melee get. So it's probably going to be an issue for uh, those classes rather than for casters. So. It's it's funny that that still keeps happening. And I don't know why they can't figure out to remove weapon damage and just make like all melee attack power. Because all ranged are just, all, all casters are just spell power. I don't know why they can't. We'll see. The, the Only yeah, the, the, the first build just dropped, so plenty is going to change. What's up? Yeah, this is this is just the fact that, uh, for example, when you look at, uh, for example, let's say Arms Warriors, uh, sure. all their abilities are do 100% uh, weapon damage, do 150% weapon damage, and, and so on. So they scale with the weapon DPS. So uh, when you increase your weapon eye level, you get some stats, uh, usually not that much compared to, say, casters, and you get extra weapon damage. Right. which is what powers your mortal strikes and stuff like that. When you look at rogues or uh, Vinwalker mocks, all their abilities are like, okay, deal of 50% uh, uh, attack power, which mm -hmm. the weapon damage doesn't come into uh, into the picture at all. Yep. Yeah, we'll wait and see. I know that's been a, a common question for a while, but on the last two shows, so Warlocks last week have design kerfuffleage, and they even have like a mini rework mid-expansion. And then before that, with rogues, we talked about how many bugs they had that just sort of become gameplay systems where things are just broken. They just like, well, they're not getting fixed, so this is how the class works now. So then mages, though, what has happened to mages in Legion? Are there any? Is which which side of the of the ballpark of Yon? Are there are there bugs or are there just fundamental design problems? <laughs> we'll leave frost to last. Let's talk about arcane first. So. The first topic Ooh. I had for Arcane was, was R.I.P. Quickening. 
Because who didn't see that coming, honestly? Uh, everyone yeah. saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hot mess. Arcane has been a... I mean, it's kind of settled down, but Arcane has been a little bit of a dumpster fire uh, this yeah. expansion. Um, we've kind of, like, ended up at a, at a point where, like, Arcane has found its spot. But it's, like, too little too late, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, I, I think that this is uh, a theme with a lot of the mage specs is that there are bugs that are a part of the gameplay. Um, I can give examples of all three specs at some point in the expansion having that be the case. Uh, Arcane, obviously, with Quickening. That's a really easy example. Frost with the double Ice Lance, which happens, doesn't happen. All depends on if they change you know, spell animations if it comes back again. Um, and it is active right now. And then with fire, you have the ignite. Uh, I, I don't want to call it like the ignite exploit, but it was uh, kind of doubling down if you used it with a proc. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Who else on arcane? I use the whole, I have the, the used whole mana as a resource. Is that even working yet? And then you talked about how arcane found its place. It's basically relegated to this burst AOE ish spec now. Yeah, I don't think arcane. Uh, I mean, if we ask about broken specs, I think Arcane is is the actual like the broken spec for mages, right? Oh, okay. The whole, well, I mean, you got to think about it like in the the context that we were sold specs in Legion, right? Like the whole framing of specs in Legion was class fantasy. That's what they tried to push, right? Sure. And Arcane's class fantasy from the very beginning was like leveraging mana, and you having mana be a resource, and it matters, and it's supposed to be a tool that you care about. Instead of like it was in Warlords, where you're like, oh, I sit at 90% and then I burn all of it, and there's no real thought going into mana. Um, and after Quickening died, mana basically doesn't matter. Like it, it, it doesn't do anything for you really. All it does is like as long as you have a minimum amount of mana to cast a four stack uh, arcane charge, arcane blast, then it's then it's fine. That's really all you need. Um, the difference between like an APL that tries to be really, really, really smart with mana and an APL that just completely ignores it is like 1%. Um, mm. So I think when you're talking about broken specs, Arcane is like fundamentally not working. Uh, and you can see that through like the value of mastery and things like that over the course of the expansion. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a- kind of funny because uh, at the beginning of Legion, uh, when they had Quickening, uh, that kind of played into the whole uh, mana as a resource uh, fantasy, so that worked very well. However, uh, the problem was with quickening itself because the effect is so powerful that people were trying to exploit it in any way they could. So we arrived at this uh, Nerf Tempest spam, then they nerfed that, and we arrived, okay, so you're gonna just uh, sit sit there doing nothing for four seconds, and then you're gonna cast Arcane Explosion to refresh your stacks, which obviously wasn't like a healthy gameplay. And uh, what is like the funniest thing about this is that their solution uh, was to uh, remove quickening and replace it with an talent, which uh, pretty much uh, recreated the whole issue uh, with mana as a resource, but on the other end, because now you do not care about mana at all because uh, you're overpowered. As long as you have like 20 or 30% mana before your burn, you're fine. You do not have to care about mana at any other point. And, uh, this is basically the whole uh, the, the conclusion to the uh, damage stacking. So you have your, your rune of power, you have your arcane power, you have your uh, tier 22 piece, and you use all your damage in those 20, uh, 15 seconds, uh, in, yeah, yeah, I'd say 20, 15 seconds. And then you just do nothing. And 
you just try to do your normal rotation, but it turns out that all the damage between your arcane powers just doesn't matter all that much. Yeah, that's that's an interesting design philosophy behind having this hero moment, almost like popping a super in like Destiny Two, where you have that eight to ten seconds of like I'm a superhero, and that kind of what arcane feels like in the arcane power window. But then it's not conducive to how like many encounters work out, where if it doesn't line up properly, then you just kind of do meh a lot. And I think that's a lot of what we've talked about on mage shows going back even to mop. You've had this this period of awesome, and then like 80% where you're just kind of like blast, blast, missiles, blast, barrage. And it just kind of feels slow and kind of not super engagey. But maybe that's the whole point where it's like this scale that tips one way or the other because frost and fire are like similar in how they feel all the time, which we can talk about fire if you'd like, because that's every expansion they seem to poke the bear a little bit with fire mages. But has it been the best so far this expansion with how Phoenix Flames and Fire Blast and heating up Hot Streak is all that kind of worked out? better overall i mean preheat you can take the the start on this one sure yeah so i mean i think fire as a whole this this expansion has been like really great um recently uh so so i think that recently um one of the bigger issues with fire and the reason why you don't see it being used as much isn't really necessarily the damage aspect of it it's like how the class works so, for instance, on um, let's say you're doing Agrimar, right, and you're playing Fire on Mythic, and your goal is to not kill the adds. You don't have a con- like control over that ignite spreading to the adds. Yeah. And then whenever that happens, it's all just going to fall apart. So one mistake the tank makes, ignite spreads, it spreads to the adds. All of a sudden, the adds are all dead. Um, I really like that Mage is like the only range spec with a. And I think it's like really, really maybe a little bit underappreciated. It's the only range spec with a cheat death. And that's huge, at least in the progression uh, scenario, right? Like, um, I think that fire maybe last tier in the tier before was okay. I was lukewarm on it. I'm really sold on that this time around. However, frost is just still so good. Um, that kind of overshadows it. But I think Phoenix Flame has been a really good change. I like the ability to just kind of dish out some sick AoE damage. Uh, in an instant cast. I think that that move is going to be sorely missed if it's removed. Um, I'm not sure if it will be or not. It's a talent in the first build in beta so far. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, like, that obviously means that you would take it in certain situations and not in certain situations, and you'll definitely miss it. I feel like I'll miss it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, all the mage specs have kind of had, like, their weird things that make them really good that aren't necessarily, you don't think that they're necessarily the intended gameplay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that fire is the least uh, egregious of those examples. Like when it comes to the specs that have those little quirks to them. There there's a DPS variance percentage image that I want to bring up here real quick, which uh, not to like poke fun at mages, but this, 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 what does this mean? Exactly. And this is coming from an enhancement, an elemental shaman player. So I'm at the top of this crazy thing. But this shows, like, what is the percentage? What's the numerical value here? Uh, so Arcane's at 4.5, Fire 4.3, and Frost is 4.1. Who wants to walk me through this? Because I'm not sure. Well, uh, I 
can, I suppose. Yeah, go for so it. So basically, uh, it is a measure of uh, how your EPS varies uh, from pool to pool. Yeah. Uh, when you take a look at, for example, when you generate uh, your SIMC report or HTML report, right. there is a number which, which tells you, okay, so your DPS spread is like 20%, which means that uh, most of your pools will be uh, plus minus 10% from the from the same value which you actually got. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and as you can see, uh, I think like mage specs are pretty all right in this regard. We are with not outlaw rogues where the uh, variance is like <laughs> their class fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the problems are that uh, fire obviously has bracers, which is the, probably the main contributor uh, to uh, their variance. Okay. Arcane has the whole thing with burst, where uh, depending on if you get your crates during arcane power uh, or if you do not, that will have very, very heavily skew your final DPS. Right. And frost is just brain freeze. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, other than brain freeze, uh, frost is pretty low variance uh, variance back. Um, but there's a lot of power in brain freeze, and it's just like a thirty percent chance. And you can very very easily notice when you compare. Uh, for example, two locks of two frost mages, uh, where one has a lot of damage and the other one does not. It's like, okay, so let's take a look at the buffs and ah, okay, this mage had twenty uh, percent more brain freeze brooks. Right. I wanted to bring this up in the middle of talking about all three right now because it it sort of showcases the difference between all three of them. In it's what's weird about it is I get it's it, that arcane has the highest at least based on this, but frost has the most bad feeling variants. Yeah. So I don't know if we have anything else to go with fire on this one, because I think fire feels just mostly smooth during Legion, at least now, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's variance in the sense that you get different gameplay, because for example, as Frost, if you get the bad end uh, of the stick, you're just spamming Frost Bolts. Uh, as fire, you have some catch-up mechanisms that allow you to actually get your host streak procs. You have uh, enhanced fire techniques. Right. You have your fire blast, so we can force your procs, uh, which is which is nice. And most of the variants for fire comes from your bracers. Yeah, because think... bracers are hugely impactful. They have just 15% proc chance. Mm -hmm. And what will dictate your DPS in most of the fights is just how many you got and if you got them during combustion or not. What preheat? What's up? So I think it's important to note, because I think people are probably surprised looking at that chart to find that Frost is the lowest, right? Um, that the reason why you feel like your RNG is so bad as Frost, like the reason why you feel it so much is because, like he said, like Nori said, like whenever you play Fire and you don't have good RNG, the, the, the play style doesn't just break. It isn't like there's like a bar in the gears, right? With Frost, if you don't get procs, you're just casting Frostball over and over and over again. And that may be fine if you're a robo-mage, but if you're playing in the raid, there's stuff you have to adjust for, right? So you're sitting there like, come on, give me a proc, I need to move, I need to move. Um, and you really feel it like so much more, like the degree of, I guess, the player interaction with the game, since you're only casting one spell over and over again, like you feel it so much more. And that's why there's this perception that Frost has like this huge amount of RNG, uh, when really of the three specs, it's the lowest. I think it's it's a uh, it's a difference between RNG on a core mechanic versus RNG on something that's like auxiliary, right? Bracer procs are not core mechanic to to fire, so you're no bracer procs, you're still playing fire. 
Right. No, no crits and arcane power. You're still playing arcane. No brain freeze procs. Like you're just not playing frost. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like if you if you go into your arcane power and you blast through and you you know you aren't you don't have meters turned on and you don't crit a single time, you know you're gonna feel like oh yeah that was fine. You know everything is fine. But then if you look at the meters, you'd be like wow my damage is really low. I wonder what happened. But as frost, if you're having bad RNG, you know it. You are cursing. You're like why am I still casting frostbolt right now? It's unreal. Yeah, we and had, it's frustrating. To to piggyback on that, we have a, a clarity of thought versus frostbolt streaks. This little graph that was was whipped up. That and Nora, did you did you make this or? Yeah, that is my work. So this is, a... yeah. Go through this real quick to, to put that in okay. perspective. What Preheat was just saying. Yeah, so I put a slight modification into SimC to measure uh, how many frostbolts it cast in a row. So it was just simple counter when you cast something that is not Frostbolt as and it's on GCD, I would reset the counter and all the other times I would just increment the counter. And then I collected the re results for five minute fights and 10 minutes fight, the 10 minute fights and take a look at what's the relation between how many clarity of thoughts you have uh, and so on. So because you obviously have your artifact leveled up, you will be in between the four and seven. And you can see that even if you have all three Clarity of Thought Relics from your Crucible or just from the Relic itself, uh, during a five-minute fight, you can expect the maximum Frostbolt streak to be about nine. That's still... Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're looking at here. So Clarity of Thought is the artifact perk that increases Brain Freeze proc, right? Correct? Yeah, by okay. 2%. Right. So, and you can see that with none... You're looking at what is that like 13 frost bolts in a row without getting a proc, and at best it's nine on like a five minute fight. It goes up to like almost 11 ish in a 10 minute fight, but that's still, I mean, that's upwards of 10, 12 to 15 seconds based on your haste of just hitting yeah. the same one spell. And mind you, this is average. <laughs> so, for example, yeah, when I was yeah. running with uh, 20k iterations, the worst frost bolts week I had was 35, I believe. <laughs> 35 was the worst yeah. that's that the better it's the better part of a uh, minute of just hitting frostbolt waiting for, yeah, for... I imagine the only reason that chain got broken is because you cast a bolt or frozen orb oh, not because sure, actually sure. got a proc <laughs> yeah because frozen orb obviously changes that and then if you bolt comes up you would change that too but that's that's a weird part of how frost works yeah, I do not believe the issue is in the number of frostbolts you're casting because mm -hmm. frost mages have always been sitting at like 50% time spent casting frostbolts. Okay. Uh, but the main problem is the distribution because uh, when you just take uh, something this is uh, that is like this random, you will get huge streaks where you get proc every every frostbolt, and then you also get huge streaks uh, where you do not get any frostbolts. Yeah, so if the distribution was more even. Uh, I believe Frost would feel a lot better to play, even though you would still be like casting 50% Frost Bolts. Right. Well, then, how is, uh, although the curveball at, at Frosted here, real quick, what what do you guys think in the Mage community? What what could be fixed? What's a suggestion point to throw a dart at the dartboard for Blizzard to make this mechanic or core gameplay functionality better in battle for Frost Mages? Interesting. Uh, you make flurry charge based. Wouldn't that? I mean, okay, that's sort I of mean, similar to like to fire blast then for fire mages, yeah. Uh, fire blast is a, a faster cooldown, and it, I think it performs a different function. Sure. Okay. Um, 
But it, it would be... I mean, it's similar in that it's a charge spell, but what Fire Blast is doing for the fire rotation and where Fire Blast is used and sort of the way you think about it, I think would be very different than the way you, you think about Flurry on a charge-based system. Um, okay. And putting Flurry on a charge-based system, and you know, you could have it reduced in any number of ways. It, it just depends on how you want it, right? If you still want a proc uh, type thing, you can make a similar, like a, you know, Frostbolt procs, random reduction on Flurry charge. It could mm -hmm. be like Shaman. Make it hasted. I, I don't know, Shaman. <laughs> Sorry. Well, are you talking about you're talking about sauce and meatballs, right? With lava yeah, yeah, procs. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. oh, I see. Uh, yeah, but I think that's the easiest way to do like what Norn you were saying, where you're not really changing the the ratio of like frost bolts that you're casting in a fight. You're just making it so that you don't go this gigantic amount of time without having a brain freeze block or without having proxicker. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, this... you have. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm moving. You have slides. like a very thin, like safety net with frost, right? And that's like your frozen orb and your Evan bolt. And aside from that. You're out in space, right? Like yeah. you are bound to your procs. <laughs> so if you fall through, if you don't have anything to catch you, yeah. you're waiting 40 seconds. You're dropping 40 seconds until you finally get a proc. Now it's very rare. You may only see it once this whole expansion, but it can happen. Is the thing like it is allowed to happen? Yeah. Which those are the things you talk about with Blizzard's design with how these three specs work and how you've we've talked about how weaving heating up hot streaks is how fire works and you can have some downtime but a lot of the time played properly you're you're throwing fireballs into uh pyroblasts relatively frequently arcane obviously has like this 80 20 where 80 percent of the time you're kind of like meh and 20 percent of the time you're this superhero but then frost has sort of like this weird middle ground of both where you have the proc gameplay which could either give you like 5 million burst currently in Legion numbers on the pole or tank burst. So, and that doesn't, there's like an extreme window there. You also have this. I'll bring up this picture here real quick too. I want to talk about the Ice Lance madness that Frost also has. So this is another picture. And Nori, do you want to walk me through what the heck this means? Because this has plagued Frost all of Legion. Yeah, so basically at the very beginning of Legion, in the Legion pre-patch actually, uh, we got Flurry, which was a new spell. We got Winter's Chill, again, a new mechanic. And in the first iteration, it was like when you cast Flurry, you do these three balls, and when they impact, they give you Winter's Chill, which is uh, a debuff that allows you to treat the target as if it was frozen. So the natural thing is you cast uh, Instant Flurry, then you follow it with Ice Lens because the Ice Lens will hit a frozen target and get the extra damage. Sure. Uh, the problem is that uh, like back in the first iteration, uh, the Flurry debuff, the Winter's Chill, uh, lasted 1.6 seconds. So if you got your haste to about 90%, uh, which would put your GCD under probably the 1.6 seconds, uh, you could cast Flurry, Iceland, Iceland, and both would hit uh, while the debuff was swap. So uh, that allowed you to like get two Shattered Icelanders uh, on a single Flurry. And then you have Thermal Avoid, which makes this super powerful uh, because you're not just gaining extra damage, you're also gaining a lot of uh, Ice Winds uptime. Uh, so Bizarre uh, changed it. So after the like the first first few weeks of Legion, uh, we got Flurry, which was, uh, I think the debuff was like 1.3 seconds, maybe even less. So that worked. Uh, 
they killed this uh, kind of gameplay. However, uh, it created another problem uh, because now you need like 20 or 30% haste before you can actually do floor into Icelands. So if you are a new mage, <laughs> you do not have uh, a lot of haste from your gear. You just cannot use Icelands after flurry because it wouldn't hit during the debuff. I, 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 because I, I did all of my testing back in beta, and I, so I, I understand when you when you talk about these core mechanical changes, and because I put like eight, twelve hours in each of these things, and I thought that was the funniest thing about Frost, is when they changed like the whole Frostbolt into Flurry into Icelands like combo that 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 weaving combo, and it looks great now with the new spell animations, but the fact that there's such a small window of time that Blizzard gave you that then the players get creative with then they try to fix that and then it breaks the core gameplay of it and forces you to gear to a certain amount of haste to actually get the global cooldown low enough to actually cast the core rotation properly yeah pretty much so. <laughs> oh, these things always make me feel I mean that's, that's where the math comes into play right that not many players know about at least on the surface level but that's that is ridiculous. I love the 100% haste line here that you can actually be further out than you can physically cast spells and it'll still work. Yeah, this is uh, this is there because some uh, bosses have a huge hitbox. Sure, where that's true. Where you are still extending at max range, but your spells, spells are traveling more than 40 yards. Right. And, um, yeah, just, just to finish on that point, uh, in sure. Nighthold, they uh, changed the duration to 1.66 again and we I got it again, so obviously they changed it back to, I think, like 1.45 seconds, which was mostly fine, but then we figured out, okay, so we can just run towards the target, and because uh, as you run, your Iceland is travel less and less, uh, you can fit two into the window again. So pretty much all of Nighthold, it was very easy to actually do this double Iceland where you were just running towards the boss and uh, getting these two Icelanders into Winter's Chill. Uh, which obviously they did not like, so they did the final change, which is where we are uh, right now. And that is that Flurry, the base debuff is 1.8 seconds, but the time between between the hits, between uh, when the debuff is actually applied, is reduced by your haste. So if you have 100% haste, the debuff would be 1.4 seconds. If you had 300% uh, uh, haste, it would be 1.2 seconds, and so on. Which mostly kills the uh, double Icelands, but not really, because uh, it just creates another set of breakpoints, which is much uh, that are much harder to achieve, which is why it's not as common uh, these days. But still, if you have certain haste, uh, you are at certain range from the boss, you can cast Flurry, Icelands, run towards the boss, cast another Icelands, and get it, which is what this chart, chart is about. So, depending on how far you are from the boss and what is your haste, you can uh, take a look at this table and, okay, it is green, I can uh, run in and do, the, do this and this thing. I, I feel like that's such a weird way they have tried to combat this issue. Why doesn't the Winter's Chill debuff just put like one charge that your next ice lance acts as if the target is frozen because it would physically only affect one ice lance which is the core rotational like component why mm -hmm. do they keep playing around with this weird haste synergistic debuff uptime downtime distance moving because at the time you could like you could ice lance blink forward then ice lance that was a mm -hmm. thing like Shimmer, but yeah. Yeah, oh, shimmer, but yeah. Because you have to cause yeah. you really cast while moving. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> Why, though? Because <laughs> they, well, like, uh, they like the shatter combo. 
Yeah, okay. that, yeah. Is, that is the main part because uh, you want the Winter's Chill to be there when your Frostbolt, Ebon Ball, or Glacial Spike hits. Oh, so you okay. do these, do these small right, combos. Okay. However, what you said is that, okay, so we have this debuff, and when the Icelands hit, it removes the debuff. That mm -hmm. would work. That would work, and I'm not sure why they chose to go this way, uh, but that's, that's where we are right now. I only bring up the Devil's Advocate point there because these systems and many specs have them where Blizzard does these like really complicated mathy percentages, multipliers, whatever, where some of the suggestions that come out of the community just make it work and it could be just so much simpler to then figure out and then play around with. And Blizzard wonders why their community, at least from the DPS standpoint, gets so confused when little minor changes happen to our specs that then break everyone's understanding of how things work. Because of stuff like this. <laughs> so, I don't know, do you guys have- this is like Mage Roundtable time, do you wanna- what else do we have on this one, Frosted? Do you have anything to add, or...? On Frost? Or- Or, or just mages in general? Just the- this- this state of where you guys are right now, with, uh, with mages. You could also, if you wanna talk about battle stuff right now you can a little bit if you'd like yeah i mean I, I think mages in general are okay right like frost yeah double ice lance is is an issue but they've uh sort of it's, it's a small issue right and it's a pretty easy fix so battle for azeroth hopefully they can fix it uh and even if you don't it's a small thing right like even if you optimize it really heavily it's like three percent um and in, in a lot of situations it's not even practical to do I think fire is in a really good place. I think fire is like in the best place it's ever been. It lost some of like the really cool combustion, gigantic combustion ignite play that it had in prior expansions and traded it in for just really consistent, solid gameplay and mm -hmm. pretty good mechanics outside of like the ignite spreading pre heat talked about. Um, and then arcane is kind of a mess, but they're already showing in Battle for Azeroth like the changes to arcane are already looking pretty interesting and they're like very clearly targeting the issue that nobody gives a shit about mana. <laughs> right, they're, they're trying really hard to make you yeah. care about mana, at least with some of the current changes. So, uh, I think we're in an all right spot overall. Um, and so far, things look to improve in, in Battle for Azeroth, but it's it's still pretty early and they could still fuck it up. So, we'll see. Yeah, Preheat, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Uh, so like. My my only thing, like, double ice lance, it's whatever, right? Like, double ice lance happens, it doesn't happen, it's, sure. it used to be more damage, now it's like, you know, you optimize, it's really hard. I find it really fun, because I challenge myself to find situations where I can double ice lance where I shouldn't be able to, like bare mattress. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that, where I'm, like, really pushing the limits of where I can, oh, pun intended, uh, of when I can double ice lance. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, that's, like, pretty minor to me. My main gripe with Frost is just that there needs to be something done about Flurry. Um, and yeah, Charge Base would definitely fix it. I mean, personally, for me, whenever you start getting things that are procs or like charges and we're just building procs and charges, you're getting to the point where it's pretty much a resource at that point and you just aren't calling it that. Mm. Um, I would like to see something in that direction. I don't know, maybe I'm alone in that, but I would like to see Frost kind of do something with icicles other than just make them fancy and dance around my head and I don't really care about them unless I'm playing Glacial Spike, you know, because it seems like a wasted opportunity. Um, but, uh, fire is, like, really solid, uh, it plays really well, probably my favorite range spec, um, uh, the whole expansion. Uh, right now, it's just that, you know, Frost has two ice blocks, so, and really yep. good trinket interaction. Um, yeah, and Arcane, I mean, it's fun to play around with, but I think there needs to be a lot of work done 
to get Arcane back to a spec where I would actually play it seriously again. But it's that's... Yeah. No, so it, Arcane has gone through so many back and forths on the the mop model versus the Warlords model versus the Legion, and then like the two different Legion models, technically, pre and post quickening. So that's been a weird one. That's sort of like what Demonology Warlocks have had to deal with we talked about on the show last week. About every expansion, there's a rework to this spec, and the other ones get tweaked a little bit. But this one spec keeps changing every expansion. So, and that sort of seems like Blizzard trying to figure out the mana mage conundrum with Arcane. But, oh, speaking of which, um, hmm. the mana thing, that to me is probably my biggest gripe about mage as a whole right now, is okay. the fact that Spellsteel is well so spell steel is like a very minor thing right because it's something you only cast situationally however with fire the fact that pyroblasts aren't free we are still and this is how many days if this was like a sign like how many days since an incident um <laughs> that number would just be like huge right now how many days because we still have issues with mana and fire right like it doesn't really affect most people because they don't really hmm. have a situation where they're going to see that however you can still go in with fire, it still happens, and it's been a problem this whole expansion that we keep complaining about and nothing's getting done. And it's just a little frustrating that we are still dealing with this. Like, I get that mana needs to be part of mage because of the class fantasy, um, but I'm tired of going low on my mana as fire all the time. And that's just part of the gameplay. Like, it doesn't seem like that should be a thing, personally. Um, okay. That's my biggest gripe. That's a weird one. Is that only more impactful because of Bracer gameplay, or is just Fire Mage still, period, just having... Well, the... it is more impactful because your combustion is 10% of your max mana. Oh. Right. So, like, with Lust Ring and Combustion, this becomes, like, way more preva prevalent, right? Because the more haste you get, sure. the more spells you're casting. Uh, if anything, Bracers actually kind of helps because you're spending more time casting one spell as opposed okay. to casting a whole bunch of little spells. Um, yeah, the main thing is just at some point, and I think it was in the beta, they made Pyroblast not be free anymore. I think it was part of the whole class fantasy where everything costs, you know, mana. And that's what broke it. Like, at that point forward, we look, you can look at the chart of fire mana and it just goes doo -doo 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 down. And if you do Sims for long enough, you'll see, like, your damage, your haste values are, like, going negative and you're like, what the heck is happening? How is my haste negative? And then you realize, oh... Robo-Mage is running out of mana. That's what's happening. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty much that, like, your base rotation uh, is mana, uh, like, doesn't consume any of your mana, uh, but if you have uh, if you have Time Warp, Heroism, Bloodlust, you will start slowly to consume mana, and then you have to cast Combustion, and Combustion just takes your uh, chunk of mana, and then you do your normal rotation that doesn't change your mana at all, then you do another Combustion, your mana drops uh, by another 10%, then you do your uh, normal rotation, your mana stays the same, and at some point you just run out of mana. I can see like the fantasy in that, because a Fire Mage like, burns through it slowly, pun intended, but then that, that never feels good as a caster, because you have no ways to get mana back as fire yeah fire. if if we had uh mana gems or invocation as fire right i mean it, yeah. it wouldn't be super fun but it would at least be something uh, the main problem is that uh, when they did the rework in legion 
Yeah. Uh, they removed the haste scaling for your mana per, uh, per second. Um, oh. Because that was mostly done for Arcane, because Arcane had uh, to get this new shiny mastery, which increases your mana and mana regeneration. So they just nuked the mana scaling with haste for all specs. And uh, at the start of Legion, we actually had problems with Frost, where Blizzard and Flurry would uh, make you run out of mana. Oh, and yeah. They and they, they, they fixed those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but kind of forget to fix those uh, with Fire. So. Ian said again in the last Q&A that they probably went too ham on class fantasy in Legion. And where it's neat to feel like you're a Fire Mage, they want to bring back a little bit of how you feel like you're just a mage that specializes in fire. So we'll have to see how that tweaks because they're changing out, bringing back all the, the, the buff nonsense and bringing in little tweaks and perks and different changes to CC and non-CC and removing some and changing some. And we'll have to see if they fix that. Like all three mage specs should just have evocate. If they want to make mana matter, then evocate should just be part of all three mage specs that you spend your mana, different in variable time, depending on what you're doing. And then you evocate again. Evocate's been in the mage toolkit forever. Yeah. So it's just how far you play, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you'd if feel you, like you'd burn your mana away and then you would just whoop, there it goes. If part of your class is a bar that goes down, you need a way to make it go back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a core design thing, right? Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think they should have a core design philosophies that mean something like class. What does class fantasy mean? Mm. How do you, you know, Ian talks about them going ham on class fantasy. Like what, how does that translate into the mechanics of, of the specs, right? Like how is that a design goal? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't know. I, I read the dev water coolers and they just don't make, uh, they don't make a lot of sense to me. Right. It's like this, these, these big ideas that they have for specs. So, yeah. Which I, I think I that's. Well, I'd rather they just say like, we want to do specific things with the specs, like mechanically specific things with the specs. Right. Yeah. And then act on those things. I think that would be, make more sense. And it would help us as a community, like, you know, give better feedback. These, yeah, those points always come up sort of towards tail ends of expansions because you see how much they iterated on during an expansion and we know that a lot of specs aren't being iterated on very heavily at all going into battle only a handful of them are in, in any type of legion approach right mostly demonology survival hunter demon demon hunter havoc is getting quite looked at a lot so obviously because it's first expansion after it was launched so we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what they do with their whole class fantasy stance or not but I think that's about it for the first chunk of the show. Anything else you guys wanted to add in like the Mage Roundtable part? Or are we good? Good good to go? Anything you want to... Fix Frost Mastery. Oh. Fix <laughs> well, Frost Mastery. You both sort of said that in different ways now then. With Icicles being just like... Yeah. Uh, we haven't really talked about it all, but if you go back and watch the coma uh, in my episode, we like went super ham on this. Felt yeah. like not putting you guys through that again. But... <laughs> But if you but want there's to, like, a catch problem. Up. Yeah, you should go watch that video, and then yeah. that will like show you that this problem is there, and it's still a problem. It hasn't been fixed. Yeah. Um, but let's not be the dead horse on that. Yeah, I'll just say that uh, having master, which only works on your filler spell, is a really bad idea. Mm. Yeah, which I I think that's definitely a fine tuning point because they have. I mean, hey, 
bring it up on the show, you never know what's going to happen because the rogues brought up the fact that Assassination's Mastery is only poisons. And lo and behold, first alpha build, it's poisons and bleeds. They did it. The rogues did it. So maybe we'll see a change to the frost mastery and how that works interconnected with the uh, the class. Icicles look kind of cool and they're neat with glacial spike, kind of black ice, whatever. But at the same time, they just, like you said, work on the filler spell, which is... We'll see. Yeah, my, my hope for Battle for Azeroth is that we get uh, Frostburn back, which is the original Frost Mastery. Oh. Uh, that had a lot of issues before, but now that we have Winter's Chill, I think it would be perfect fit, so... Mm. Well, there it is. You, you get one Blizzard. I mean, you don't. You get many. We'll have pages soon when the Alpha Beta opens up. But uh, I'm going to move us along here real quick and, and plug a few things, and then we'll go into the more uh, nitty-gritty topics in the show, at least. So, real quick, of course... If you are watching the show right now and missed any part of this episode or any previous ones, these all go up on the YouTube channel that hosts all the shows, sort of like a big old archive, as well as all the side content that comes out. And with the coverage that I'll be doing, that even some of my top videos still are Legion beta coverage videos, I'll be doing a similar series, of course, when Battle for Azeroth comes out, both the live shows and my sort of talking head discussion episodes. These will be a thing again, of course, soon. But there is the Rogue Catch-Up show. We have the Warlock one as well. We have Hunters coming up next and a possible tank and healer separate. But it depends on it depends on when, when beta starts, right? Because that'll be the, the main focus of the channel. But you can go check all those out there. We had Methods interview here. We had the year-end specials. We had channel updates. All these, you can go check them out on the YouTube channel, of course. And the iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Just search Final Boss TV if you want the audio-only versions of this main show. And on Patreon, if you want more of the shows, you can get the BTS podcast. The Mage show is going to have an after-show BTS, where after we're done wrapping up here, we'll talk for 20-30 minutes and just kind of rant and ramble about things. But if you want to follow along on the, the show notes, of course, or see how the show gets put together in the back end, or get the the BTS podcast for any of these. There's like 30-something of them now. Yeah, there's 34 of them. So you can go check all those out on the Patreon page. Keep the show going for another expansion. Fourth one coming up. I, pfft, ridiculous. But Jason, Tazlin, Screws Loose, Mia, R4, Truffles, and Druish, thank you very much for your continued incredibly generous support to keep this show happening. If you're watching on YouTube, there's the red YouTube button. It's like down there. Hit that subscribe button if you want to stay up to date on the shows. We'll see what YouTube does in the future with whatever they're doing right now. And then of course, there's the button up here too on Twitch if you want to do that one. Either way, works for me. Thank you for all for tuning in and watching in whatever capacity you've been doing over the last many years as we move forward into another expansion. So, that's enough out of me. Just, God, I want to go over to the cookie cutter nature of the specs and at least look at talents now. Which, let me bring this up over here, wherever I put it. And I wanted to do, whoop, I want to do Arcane first. So which one of you wanted to tackle and walk through a little Arcane? You guys can do it together, I guess. This is just a community walkthrough of, like, what Arcane is talenting lately. Because uh, I have no idea. But she apparently... Uh, I mean, I guess it's like, what 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 is the sort of standard spec that arcane mages are rolling around and what or what talents are never taken anymore I don't the know. starter pack yeah the starter pack yeah exactly <laughs> amplification rune of power resonance erosion and overpowered 
Oh, you what was so? Almost everything. So amplification. Mm-hmm. Rune of power. Mm-hmm. You said resonance, I guess. Resonance, yeah. And then erosion. Erosion. Over- overpowered. Overpowered. Uh, I mean, I guess amp isn't actually that good on AOE, so you'd like switch that out for AOE. Well, sure, for sure. For the most part, you can run that on pretty much everything. Yeah. Like you'll never switch out erosion. You'll never switch out overpowered. The difference between resonance and charged up on single target is like very, very small. And on AOE, it's you, you just pick resonance, right? Uh, you'll never switch out root of power. Uh, and then you'll maybe switch like amplification for um, arcane familiar or words of power on AOE, but the difference is pretty small. Well, uh, there is a point to, make, to be made about the second tier, uh, which unlike the other two specs, Arcane actually has a choice here because it's roughly like half and half split on the mages that are using Shimmer and that are using Slipstream. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you get one button to choose a different one on. All the rest <laughs> <of> just... <Yeah. laughs> that's... I prefer Slipstream, honestly. I think it's... I like Slipstream. I don't know. Slipstream is new. This is a new one that came in middle of the expansion yeah. or so. Yeah. 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 This is uh yeah, this is the basically the way that they dealt with taking away ice flows from Arcane. Yeah. Just because there are a lot of knockback mechanics, especially in dungeons. And if you're casting Evocate, Shimmer will not help against those. Yep. So see a minute. So that's that's basically your insurance um against that sort of Hmm. That's an interesting one, yeah. Because you have because Slipstream is a passive. Well, you get. I mean, it, it's. Oh, they're both passive. Right. Well, but I mean, I'm looking at the tooltips anyway. Shimmer costs mana, it has charges. Slipstream. I think this tooltip is broken because it has procs per minute, but that doesn't. Yeah, that's not right. No, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's strange. It's always up. You can just cast while moving with those two spells. Yeah. Right, of course. Yeah, well, Shimmer replaces your blink, so we don't actually get like more buttons. So uh, that's kind of the point. Of what <laughs> was making. Yeah, you're yeah, you're okay. not like talenting into more options, right? You're just improving right. an option you already have. Sure. Chat, of course, I see that chat brings up you know F's in chat for Rune of Power, which is like a love hate relationship with all mages, I think, across the board. That either this, which this is the nerf version. It was fifty percent stronger earlier in the expansion. Yeah. It was nerfed to forty. Yeah. But. It's just this Encanter's flow and mirror image. Poor mirror image, man. Yeah, I I suppose Encanter's flow is sometimes used when you have to move a lot where you just cannot stand in your room, especially like when you are doing some crazy AoE fiesta where you're just running out all the place. Uh, But if if you can avoid this, uh, you pretty much want to use your power uh, everywhere you can. I I like to the outside looking in because of my experience with at least a little bit of, of... arcane from the beta i'm way more of a fire mage at least i played one last expansion and whatnot but i like how the really neat looking spells that arcane has like supernova nether tempest arcane orb even though they shrank it for some reason revert arcane orbs size blizzard please they don't get used and i always think that's really sad when like really neat looking spell effects because all these are passives resonance erosion overpower these are all passives you drop a rune of power on the ground sure i guess but that always just sucks. I think. Yeah, you, yeah. you use arcane orb. It's just it's not used. Your shoulder pads using them for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much. There are two reasons for this. Well, the first of uh, first of all is that 
you no longer need mana, so who cares if you have a free spell or not? Uh, because back in Warlords, uh, Supernova did some damage, uh, which was actually pre pretty good, especially with like the Prismatic Crystal. Uh, yeah. But most importantly, it was free. So you actually got some mana out of it, and then you could continue uh, staying on your four Arcane Charge rotation for a bit longer. Now you don't care about mana, so what's the point? And the other thing is that if you take a look at your artifact, you will go through all the traits, and you will notice that there is a distinct lack of supernova uh, impacting uh, traits. Right, which and is resonance. pretty much like the same yeah. same deal for all the artifacts because they only work with your baseline spells, so all the talents get penalized in this way. Yep. Yeah, because resonance just straight up, even on single target, gives arcane barrage twenty five percent more damage, just because it's just there. It's just yeah, there's some talent problems, I guess, too, when you have say. I had frosted. I was looked at the talent sheet and just like this, 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 and this, and then that was, <laughs> that was no, there was, was no, there's no yeah. back and forth at all, which is unfortunate. I mean, Nether Tempest was hilarious with quickening, but that's because yeah, but you abused the crap out of it. But that's yeah. obviously yeah, it gone. A proc, uh, it was a good way to proc arcane missiles, but they gave it special arcane missile proc rate interactions. So mm -hmm. it was also a great way to ruin your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> what was funny is, uh, and I know that some other people did this too, I put up the stream and every button on my screen was Nether Tempest, except for like three of them. And yeah. so every time I pressed the button, my whole screen did the GCD. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. That's funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, so I, I got to give Blizzard a little kudos. I know we've been a little negative in our outlook of how things have panned out. Um, obviously, if you are very familiar with the subject, that's going to be the case, right? Uh, you're going to sure. be a little critical. But um, I got to say that Runa Power, I think, has really made a huge improvement. Um, Runa Power used to be on the radar as like, this is the worst. We have to fix this. And I think that they've really made it not as horrible. Um, it could still be improved, uh, but it's definitely come a long way. So I got to give a little kudos. Well, Rune of Power has its sort of area of effect forgiveness, which is also awkward because not standing in it, then how far away is it? I mean, mages learn the distance, I'm sure. And then normally make like your two little, like your little Venn diagram that you stand next to, and then you stand anywhere around it, like in a block and you're good to go. But yeah, I wonder if it's going to stay. Yeah, I believe there is actually supposed to be a ground effect for that, but it's, uh, for whatever reason, it's like one feet under the ground, so you cannot uh, <laughs> see it most of the time. I... Which was like one of the bugs we reported a long, long time ago. Yeah, should, it shouldn't have like, I'm thinking Jaina's arcane brilliance AoE or uh, like that pulsing ground effect she has, like Mount Hyjal. That, why is that not on the Rune of Power? So you can like see how far away you can go from it, whatever. Little things like that, we'll see. I mean, Rune is way better than it used to be. If people hate Rune now, man. Yeah, it yeah. was like uh, Throne of Thunder Rune of Power, man. Oh, man. I feel like if if people went back and had to play that, they'd be like, all right, actually, Rune of Power is all right. Wasn't that the instant cast? It only lasted for a couple of seconds version or something? No, it was the one that you had no. to keep on all the time, and it was super small. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's it's the floor is lava edition of mage, right? Like, <laughs> okay. You can only move where you put a rune. Oh, okay. 
Just keep you gonna okay. Yeah, it was really bad. Combine maintenance debuffs with uh aerial denial, and there you have old rune of power in your so own like, what, three kit. or five radius, like three yeah. or five yards across, right? Like in diameter, it's really small. Yeah, it gross. Was, it was interesting, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's real bad. Um, yeah. so how about preheat? You want to walk us through what fire mages are playing around with right now or the cookie cutter build and how that sort of has options or doesn't have options yeah so fire is the spec uh that has the most options actually which is nice um it's nice to actually have some choices although it, it really doesn't have that many uh even though i'm saying it has the most um so let me my wow head just crashed actually so i'm bringing the spec up again actually have to have it from my face to say it Sure. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So um, basically what you'd be looking at is for the most part, and there we go again. Hold on. I'm just going to look at your screen. There we go. <laughs> okay. So Firestarter is really fun, um, but really the, the important thing there is if you have the um, the privilege to not have to cast your cooldowns on the pulp, right? Like if you're holding your cooldowns, Firestarter is going to be really good. Otherwise, Pyromaniac is uh, generally um, just going to be like a really solid option. Um, so essentially the, the choice between those two kind of depends on like a lot of different things. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it. Um, but essentially be going one of those two for single target can flag for AOE. Yep. Um, Rune the Power is really, really great for AOE. Um, it's a little slightly better for single target as well, but you can go in Kinder's Flow. So I would recommend if you're going to, you know, pick up fire and you don't want to really dive deep, just, uh, play around in Kinder's Flow. It's going to be your better choice for most fights. Uh, Flame On is pretty much the choice you're going to make on that 60 talent row. Um, most of the time. Uh, there's just like some slight examples like in AoE where you take AF instead. Uh, so you take Flame On. And then uh, Unstable Magic is the boring single target talent. Don't ever take that. Take Living Bomb or Flame Patch and then hope the AoE happens. That's, that's my philosophy. Flame Patch has had some... I wouldn't say the T word this expansion though, but I know that was like the meme fire build that came up. Was that in Tomb, where they had a nerf flame patch or nerf oh, flame strike because of flame patch? Flame patch has been insane in the past, especially in the beta. I don't know if uh, you guys were paying attention to flame patch in the beta, but that spell was insanely broken, um, and it's gone. It's kind of gone back and forth between being like stupid broken and pretty decent. Um, yeah, Flame Patch is weird because it totally affects your scaling. Your mastery is going to be totally thrown off. Uh, like your haste versus mastery values for AoE are completely just like tossed around whenever you choose Flame Patch. Um, but yeah, uh, so for the last talent row, I would go with Kindling in most situations. However, Meteor it has some really good opportunities too. It all depends on the fight, right? So a fight like uh, Kingroth, where you have two-minute increments that you're using cooldowns, yep. and you can pre-cast Meteor, that's going to be really awesome uh, because you can just slam the ad. However, if you get an extra combustion at the end and you really need the execute damage, maybe go with Kindling. It all kind of depends. I think a lot of these are very situational. It takes a lot of explanation to give you the best one, but this is probably the cookie cutter I'd go with. Actually, Kindling said on the last one. Yeah, yep. that's what I would run with for most things. No, no, Cinderstorm. Are you sure? <laughs> Let's not talk about that spell. I don't like it. <laughs> wow, just straight up. Let's not talk about it. Wow. Uh, I remember testing this thing like two years ago, and I was just like, why though? It's just, 
Yeah. It, it, it was really great in the end, you know, the whole like tech where you could go in with a five stack PI, but PI has been nerfed to the ground. Um, so not as important anymore. I don't know. Cinderstorm is interesting, but I'm glad we don't really run it anymore. I, just the weirdest spell workaround I think I've ever seen in this silly game before. Cause it's just not whatever. I'd rather throw meteors personally, but listen, man, Chad spent a lot of time on the whiteboard working out the formula for the curvature of Cinderstorm. Oh my yeah. god, stop! That's, it's that's true. why. That's why Cinderstorm oh. isn't dead. He spent a lot of time on that whiteboard. Oh my gosh, the convergence I, I, point. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess so. So I have to ask this just as a, a side note. The movement tier, which is getting reworked in, in beta, at least I think it's moved around something. Well, the quote-unquote movement tier, where you have Shimmer, Blast Wave, and then Blazing Soul, right? Like Shimmer all the time. Right. All the time. I, I, that's what I was going to say. There's no reason to take Blast Wave because it doesn't do enough damage to matter. Even though it looks amazing. I'm using it when I'm leveling my, my Velf right now. Oh, it's so good. It just looks good. Yeah, the only question on this row is, do you need to break stuns with Blink? Because if you do, then don't go Shimmer. Otherwise, go Shimmer. Oh, does Shimmer not break break stuns? Feels bad, man. Really? I didn't. I didn't know that. That's, that's strange, huh? It's not Blink. It's not Blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Interesting. But that at least. Hey. I, I, what's up, Nori? It doesn't break your, your roots either, so if you're like sitting uh -huh. in a frost nova and you, you shimmer, you still sit in a frost nova. That's, I guess that's the trade-off because it's off the global and you can cast while doing it versus the utility of blink. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I feel like something should be noted here. This is a little, uh, I guess, it's just something that interests me. I'm very interested in wow spells that scale exponentially. Mm -hmm. um, they are awesome, and I like them, and they break the game in a lot of ways. Um, so Mage actually has two examples of this. Um, you have your Conflagration Flare-Up, and you have Living Bomb. And not many classes have one, and Mage has two. So we're special. I don't think it's actually exponential, it's just quadratic. It, well, what I'm saying is, is that the spell itself... Are you talking about... Living Bomb or Conflagration Flare-Up? Oh, a Living Bomb in particular. Okay, fair enough. I mean, to a certain extent, right? Like, I'm not talking, like, scaling up to, like, 100 targets here. So what I'm just saying that each, each target affected by Living Bomb will explode and hit the other targets. So each target that you add is hitting all of the other targets that you also have. Right. Yeah, right? there was, um... There was some shenanigans with this with Warlock and one of their Grimoires... And how, and uh, their stupid soul conduit—not soul conduit—the one that they could affliction, they could make that that soul next to themselves, but they put it in melee range, and it did like the same thing Living Bomb would do, right? Where it would AOE itself, but other mobs would AOE it, and then that damage would AOE off of it back to the other mobs, and just like scale out of control, just ridiculously wacky. So I, I, I see what you mean. Like if there's 20 mobs and you can actually cast Living Bomb on 20 mobs, all 20 mobs yeah. hit each other with their own Living Bomb and everyone else's hits it too. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Conflag and Living Bomb in Eye of Ashara, or uh, yeah, Eye of Ashara, pulling all the crabs while you're on your mount in a Mythic Plus, <laughs> Mythic Plus 22. Yeah. As long as it isn't explosive weak, you gather all the crabs, AUE them down by yourself. 
Yep. That feels really good. No, I've seen like the 20 plus million damage fire mage madness that can happen <laughs> in that, or more depending on how many crabs you pull. Yeah, it just looks funny. That's really that's, good. That's honestly the only reason I play the game is for those crabs. <laughs> okay. That's not going to be clipped to take out of context or anything like that. That's good. <laughs> All right. Solid stuff. Discord, do your work. So the weird thing about Conflag is you have to fireball things, but you just fireball like one and then it can keep spreading, right? No. Well, so like the, the flare up, uh, it's, it's important to talk about two parts of this, right? Sure. You have conflagration and then you have the flare up mechanic. Right. So the flare up mechanic can be triggered by ignite. The, the other part is like a single target. It just like does slightly more damage. Oh, okay. Kind of I see. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. Huh. That's, and that's staying too in the expansion as far as I know. We'll have to see how that, that works. The fact that you have two of those exponential things in one tier, in one spec. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably being a little bit loose with my calling them exponential, but... Sure. Um, but you get the gist of it, right? There aren't many spells that work in that way in this game. I It makes me sort of salty a little bit because they took away my exponential in that way, Gar. Oh, yeah. Fire Nova. He used to be the king, yeah. Ah, Fire Nova. I'm all. Holy yeah. crap. Can we get a, a moment of silence for Fire Nova? That's all we need. Yeah, I just... Ridiculous. So then, Nori, how about you walk us through Frost... And we'll leave Frost to last because of how much we talked about Frost, all the stuff leading up to this. Because I'm going to assume Frost has, like, one spec. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, it's very simple. I don't need much time for this. So anyways, uh, <laughs> for the first tier, you pick Lonely Winter. For the second tier, you pick Shimmer. For the third tier, you pick Incantor's Flow. For the fourth tier, you pick Splitting Eyes. Then the next tier doesn't really matter. Uh, the tier after that, you pick Artigale. And finally, you pick Thermal Void. And that is the spec, pretty much. Uh, the only choices are if you want to do like uh, rank one lock on single target fight, you pick on still magic, but in any other case, that's not worth it. And when you are doing mythic by Matras, you pick ice flows, and yeah, that's it. One more though, if one you're more, playing yeah. Agrimar and you're killing the ads, go frozen touch so you don't kill the ads on okay, accident. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like you're you're actively making a decision. I want to do less damage. Like, sure. that's so at least we have a toggle there gotcha yeah yeah because yeah. splitting ice used to just be a glyph right when i was a talent mm -hmm. so you have to you have to definitely have to work that one in for that but i don't know damn it i i, I think frost bomb was super fun from what i remember about it but it's so it doesn't work anymore Rusty. now right uh, well, Arctic Gale is just better because of your new artifact traits, right? With Blizzard interaction and and even single target, that kind of stuff. Is that what happened here? Uh, it's mostly because we got uh, Freezing Rain, we got Tier 22 piece and stuff like that. Right. Also, uh, also Frostbomb isn't Frostbolt, so it doesn't give you procs. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean the old Frostbomb, like from Mr. Pandaria, that was pretty fun. Uh, the one we got in Warlords, the rework, that, I don't know, that's... Uh, it's like a maintenance debuff that does nothing on its own, and you also have to cast it. It's not like instant, but it has 1.5 second cast time. Yep. I'm not a huge fan of that spell. Uh, it was okay at the start of Legion, where uh, you got like fingers of frost every two seconds with your gloves, with your water and stuff like that. Uh, so it was usable there, but after after they nerfed the fingers of frost generation, it just wasn't really useful. 
It was alright with yeah. the old Frozen Orb, too. Yeah, the old Frozen Orb also gave it uh, a yeah. lot of power. Yeah, uh, just one point that I'd like to mention, that when you look at the, like the Cookie Cutter build, it has all passive talents. Yep. And then you also have Lonely Winter, which actually reduces the amount of buttons you have. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up. Again, sort of in the arcane uh, like way about how you could spec that has other abilities that are needed. I mean, Comet Storm overall is probably just a numerical problem. And Glacial Spike has... It, it, it looks freaking great. This spell looks way good. And then you also have Ray of Frost. You have like game changing or like uh, or rotational changing abilities that could be really neat. And is that just a numerical problem that comes back down to this from you know mythic rating standpoint? And they're fine outside of that, or do they just not fundamentally work with like how Frost plays? Is that I don't know which which ballpark well, that's for, in more of uh, Ray of Frost in particular. Like if you are talking about talent usability. It's always a tuning problem because you could just take a talent, increase its effect by 500%, and it would certainly be viable. Sure. Uh, which is not really the point. Um, and they had to do this with Ray of Frost like three times during Legion because at the beginning of Legion, Ray of Frost, Ray of Frost was kind of usable. Uh, then we started getting legendaries and it faded because legendaries don't work with Ray of Frost unless mm. you're talking about like uh, Shard of Rexar. Uh, then at the beginning of Nighthall, they increased the coefficients on Ray of Frost again, and that didn't really help. Uh, they tried, I think, once more, and nothing really. And the problem is that, yeah, as you said, this spell doesn't really work with the rest of the spec. If you take a look at it, it's just uh, you sit there, you channel this thing for 10 seconds, it doesn't benefit from Shatter, it doesn't benefit from Fingers of Frost, it doesn't proc Fingers of Frost, Brain Freeze, anything. So just sit there, do absolutely nothing. And meanwhile, you get uh, you get mastery, you get crit, you get uh, haste. Well, haste is actually good for rare frost, but the other stats are not that good. Grit is great for all the other spells that are not rare frost. Mastery doesn't work with rare frost at all. Then you also have your artifact. We got new uh, new artifact traits that do not work with rare frost, and so on. So pretty much everything works against against rare frost. And yeah. That's very uh, it's pretty much the same deal with Ice Nova, uh, though Ice Nova has some uses outside of raiding, because you can actually, it's pretty neat way to shatter your glacial spikes, Ebon Walls, well, Ebon Walls you can, can actually use Flurry, uh, which is why it's sometimes, well, most of the time used in PvP, because it's instant, it does damage, it can shatter your big spells. But in raiding, it just does way too little. Yeah, Frost Bomb, same deal. Yeah, and then Glacial Spike, what was the little... Yeah. Well, Glacial Spike is always like on the edge of almost being viable. I believe right now it's like 1% or 2% behind Thermal Void. Sure. Uh, but the main problem is why would you pick Glacial Spike when you just can pick the passive, which just more damage, and you don't have to take care of it. Especially like when you are raiding, you get uh, more more time to pay attention to your mechanics instead of figuring out, okay, do I save your do I save my Brain Freeze proc when I have three Icicles or four Icicles and stuff like that so there's really no point like if you want to spice up your rotation and you're not worried about one or two percent uh, damage loss then yeah go take it i don't think like the talent is uh, it's not optimal but i would say it is viable it's it's always weird where i mean this is like always a math thing that that everyone always figures out and there's a back and forth on if 
like spell activated talent should be like the best choice. Oh, lost preheat and he destroyed my, there we go. <laughs> if, because if, if all the activated talents, the ones that actually add gameplay or interactions or whatever are the better ones, then that becomes probably too many buttons to min-max, right? Because there's like a soft spot where like four to six feels good. Because in your spiral hunter that has like nine, doesn't feel very good. So there's obviously a back and forth on that. But it's just unfortunate to see when really interesting spell ideas or rotational changes or talent choices are just not are not not the best, but then just get kind of downvoted into oblivion by the community that plays with them because they're just not good enough to mm -hmm. use. Well, yeah, so like they make really cool spells that like have a really cool place in the game. Yeah. And then they're like, wait a second, people are having fun. Oh, like God. With, with Glacial Spike, right? Like, Glacial Spike was great because you could take any damage increase and make it just way better, right? right. Like, you'd use it in a situation where, you know, damage would be amped as long as it was uh, the damage that you're doing, not the damage that they're taking. I think that was mm -hmm. right. Do I have that backwards? Or is that Frosted? Do you remember if it's one way or the other? Uh, it's target based multipliers. Okay. I remember that it works in one way and not or, the other. Uh, but, anyways. Uh... How did Mated work? It was a player-based multiplier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player -based. Yeah, I think it has to be player-based for it to work. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, but so, like, it was really cool in those situations because you got to, like, go ham, right? Like, I remember in Ian uh, on Xavius, I, I did, like, a 65 million glacial spike, and it cleaved the ad for, like, a portion of that damage, too. It was great. Really fun. And then they decided, oh, you're having too much fun with this. This is obviously not how we intended this spell to work. Uh, let's nerf it, and now no one plays it anymore. So it's like they, they take the flavor out of spice and then no one's going to use the spice anymore unless you really just are in love with that spice. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I mean, this, is, this is like the same issue that we had with Thermal Void back mm -hmm. before the patch that nerfed, which was like 725 or something like that. Uh, is that a spell? It's fun to play because obviously like doing 80 million Glacier Spike back in Emerald Nightmare where people are doing at most like few million. Uh, and the same issue with Thermal Void, where we get two-second extension and you can get, like, infinite ice events. They are fun to play, but they really limit the design space. So if you actually want to move the spec forward, you want to do something interesting, you cannot have these spells around. And it, it's a shame for us players, uh, but if you actually want to get new cool stuff, that's uh, what we have to sacrifice. Right. No, I... I it... It always comes back in this design circle we bring up on every every single show about this too, and it's only the first build, so much will change. But I the the first groans happened at least in in my little corner of WoW with enhancement because they were they removed some and replaced some things with just like these passives. There are so many passives in the enhancement tree now. It's just I don't I don't know what. I guess that's fine, but passives of three different flavors don't really change how anything happens in the game. They just exist. So, I always think I mean, that's un unfortunate. The design. other side is pretty bad too, though. Like, I mean, we kind of complain about the actives not being not being tuned very well. But mm -hmm. would you really want to play Ray of Frost, Rune of Power, Ice Nova, Frost Bomb, <laughs> Glacial Spike? Hell like, yeah, dude. Would you really want to balance all of that? Because I did in the early, in the beginning of the expansion, and I was like, "This sucks! Like it's, it's a yeah. nightmare to juggle all of those things and no, actually get them all working 
working correctly. So I think there's yeah. there's definitely a balancing act between yeah. how many actives you have and how those actives like come about in your rotation. Yep. And Frost just has way too many actives that you have to press like semi regularly and are also like you know long cast times or cast time things. And it's just even if they were tuned right, it wouldn't work well. Yeah. I definitely envy the job of the the class designer, spec designer, talent people, the math people that actually make all this stuff work because they have a really challenging time with how the new talent system works because normally like the new paradigm is a passive, a semi-active or a proc, and then a spell. And that's how almost every of the all these DPS tiers look like, right? It's not usually three different passives or three different spells, but I almost wonder if they need to change that style to give because the original thought when they brought these in mop was that some of these talents might be incredibly overpowered but you're looking to pick one of them out of a row of three overpowered talents and that still never really hit the mark i don't feel because it still just comes down to just numerically one of these is always just the best or the best to play with or the best that actually works with the core design of the class and other ones are just kind of just like yeah, I think the best they can do is make them like situationally the best. Like, I think fire is a good sure. example of how they've done that right. You know, it's true. Um, I would like to see more of that variety in the other specs. Like, they're I know that they don't want you to like change your spec for each boss and just have the best one for the boss, but like, okay, but that's how the, the game is tuned, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Just lean into that. Like, let's yeah, just what's, what's let the... bomb own an AOE. Like, you know, I don't know. The reverse of that is that you could play enhancement, and I literally haven't changed my spec in a tier and a half. So what's the, what's the better rationale? Never changing your talents. The whole point of talents is supposed to be like a moverable system, or at least have some variation variation in options per encounter type. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think like this is this is probably the best the best solution because it is uh, very hard to get the talents to be like within 0.5 percent of each other. Uh, as we have as we have seen, even if it's like okay, yeah. you get slightly different stats, and then suddenly the uh, the talent balance is all over the place. Um, so maybe instead of trying to do this, is okay. So we will have one talent that's uh, that's clear the best, but only for the situation, and another one which is clear uh, clear the best for the situation. So you can actually have some choice, even though it's not like. Uh, for one encounter, but overall, overall the encounters in the right, which is probably like better than just having one option, which is numerically the strongest option, and just not changing it ever. Yeah, it's better than having a spell that they put all this work into that you just never cast the whole expansion, right? Like, how yeah. many of you out there have ever cast Blast Wave this whole expansion? Probably hey, I'm not doing that it while many. leveling. It looks cool. <laughs> okay, yeah. Damn yeah. it. <sighs> That's like the point, right? Like, uh, they, yeah. like, it's just a fact that like right now you cannot expect tuning to be where they want it to be where everything is great and you just choose whatever you want right that's just not gonna happen so just lean into the fact that spells are going to be better for aoe and single target and different situations and then we can have fun and actually use these spells <laughs> chat brings up remember actually seeing water elementals you still use water elemental in pvp though i think don't you for frost mage you want the extra control but i have I have zero PvP knowledge. I have no idea. I'm glad he's PvP. gone. I hate the water early. No, no. Yo, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you can give him. You can give him the. You give him the new skin, the glyph skin, and then you make him tiny. Yeah, but you can't make him not be stupid. Oh, just so oh you're good. I just want to shake him. 
Yeah. I think like, the main problem is that there are some quality of life improvements that need to happen. Uh, yeah. First of all, we just should get the glyph black from Warlord's baseline, which made the elemental be able to cause by moving and just follow you all, all around. So mm. that you don't ever get into a situation, okay, so I want to use my water jet, I want to use my freeze, and the water elemental is just not there. It got stuck in an, on an obstacle or whatever. Like, if you try to use water elemental, for example, on Elisand, or maybe the Helia platform, it just gets stuck somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I remember there being situations in the last expansion, uh, what was the name of Warlords of Drainer? Yeah, where my brother wow. Ellie would just like start casting spells on the target that was like 200 yards away, and it like none of it made any sense. And he would just like pull the whole instance in like the mythic mythics I was doing, like weird crap that he does. Like, I don't know, I don't know, spaghetti, I guess. Mm -hmm. so that's the only explanation. I, I think he's he's like a unique aspect of Frost that the other specs don't they, they can't even tell it into, right? Sure. So it's like, it's weird because yeah. they fixed fire elemental and storm elemental for elemental shaman like they it actually forcibly follows you moving with fire elemental out lowers its damage because it'll stop casting and chase you right like if i'm moving because i play elemental for coven and because you know who plays melee on that fight and i will gust of wind to move to a safe zone and the fire elemental just stops across the platform and sits next to me and then starts casting again so but Water Elemental will sit there and, like, stop, or it'll attack a different sister, I guess, or just not, whatever. I don't know why they... F it's weird, but yeah, probably spaghetti. I don't know. I, I miss um Water Jet. That's the main thing. Like, I just want Water Jet. The rest of it can just go away. That's gone right now, too, right? Isn't Water Jet anymore? Well, you can't, because you, you don't run the you pet. I mean, you could. Sure, but... that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah I just you, you won't. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Water Jet has a bunch of the, its own issues. Uh, yeah, I know that's why I like it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like Helio was pretty, pretty rough. Mm. Yeah, because the timing depends on how much haste you have, how far the target is, and it's uh, kind of hard to get right. So, I'm hoping they like increase the margin for error. For so, example, increase the channel time by fifty percent, limit the charges you get at two, so you can use it earlier, a bit later, and still get like your two charges. You'll see. Hmm. So walk me through sort of mage hierarchy then, sort of wrap up everything we've been going over right now. And with the pure DPS specs, right? So always go over this when we do warlocks, hunters, rogues, and mages. It's there's gonna be design faults and, and issues and, and, and pitfalls here and there, depending on which spec which Legion's whole philosophy was. If you want to play Fire Mage, just play Fire Mage. If that's the, the interview with Slootbag and I did back at the Legion Summit, you can go find it on the YouTube channel where we have Ian quoted that if you play Fire in Legion, you probably just keep playing Fire the whole time. Which, that didn't happen because Fire was good and they nerfed it. And then no one played Fire. <clears throat> until recently, right? So, there's always one spec that sort of gets left behind. Or left out. And has, has Mage and Legion been okay with this? It seems like you've bounced around... To all three specs intermittently, which I think is a good, like, analytic point. But Frosted, what is, what's the whole mage community zeitgeist sort of figured out going in to now with how, <laughs> like, is uh, just just play Frost Mage all the time? Uh, I would say you should like for right now. Or you're talking about across all of Legion because you, you you talked about both things. Just you know both things. What what started as and what it is now, I suppose. 
Uh, so I mean, what it what it is now, you can play like you can just play Frost, right? Um, Frost does well enough in mythic content and raiding content on every fight that you really don't have to worry about switching specs if you really don't want to. Uh, I think there can be an argument made for fire, except on Agrimar, like Preheat brought up earlier, that fire would be fine too. Uh, I think Arcane. I mean, I wouldn't play Arcane. <laughs> yeah, Arcane is like survival spec for hunters. Yeah. Yeah, uh... I don't think like numerically it's bad, and there are definitely fights where it's good on like Imanar. Um, but I think that the way the spec plays and the way like the ebb and flow of burning and conserving works in raiding right now, and how fragile like running double ring is which is your best legendary setup uh i wouldn't raid with it and i think that's been the case for pretty much the entire expansion right like arcane is sort of the the out spec all expansion there was never a tier where you're all like yeah like definitely go arcane like we, no, no one ever said that mm. yeah so in the perspective of legion right like legion is well i guess until recently it, it's been an expansion where you pretty much put all your bread in one basket right Sure. Like you, you have to go all in with one, especially if you aren't looking to play the game for for a long time, uh, having to farm up that stuff. So if you were to just have to choose one, that kind of changes things, right? Like I think a mix of fire and frost is like the best one. But if you only have time to go for one, um, yeah, I'd probably unless you like really like to do dungeons, I'd probably go frost for everything. Yeah. Which. I guess that's fine because Blizzard openly said that was one of their design stances going into this expansion that if you wanted to play one spec, you should be able to play that one. The The barring point of that that was fixed recently with artifact power to make it much easier as was just supposed to like legendaries. Just because that's how the system was that if you didn't play the same spec forever, you never got legendaries for it. So yeah, that's the biggest barrier to entry where you were stuck playing one spec and if you chose wrong <laughs> oh well i guess i mean the top guilds i mean i don't know if limit did this a lot at the beginning of the expansion where you'd roll the same class multiple times to see what your first legendary was and if it was a good oh, one yeah. that's that was your main yeah that was the thing yeah yeah we actually have a guy who's still playing his alt because uh, oh. <laughs> you know, it just he's just he hasn't gotten off of it since so yeah so that's, that's a weird point. Well, obviously, that's changing in battle. The necklace is across all three specs. The artifact power system or the Azerite power system, AP version 2.0, is passive. It just loots to you when you do things. just goes and it works on across all three. So that's amazing. Oh, geez. But was there... <clears throat> I put on here about Mythic Plus Dungeons. That's a huge part of the game right now. Is there any points that you want to bring up about Mythic Plus? Is it just... Probably just fire most of the time, though, right? I mean, now, high keys. Or is, like, the AoE of Arcane, depending on the key, better than fire or frost in that regard? Because I don't know what hierarchy you guys have in Mythic Plus. I don't know who wants to yeah, tackle that. It, it all, yeah, so it all depends on, like, how high of a key you're doing. Sure. Because often in Mythic Plus, as you get to higher keys, uh, it's not so much about what has the damage output that you need. It's about what will make me not die. <laughs> um, yeah. And especially in specific instances, you just simply cannot play Arcane. Uh, because in order to AoE, you would have to enter melee. And if you even go closer than 40 yards, you're going to die instantly. I'm talking mm. about Black or Cold. So... In situations like this, uh, Arcane really falls flat on its face because we don't have a way for us to do the same AoE damage that we need to be doing uh, without having to basically go kill ourselves in <laughs> melee. 
because you're a clothy and you're walking into like a yeah. blender that's like <laughs> OSHA would not approve of. So basically, yeah, uh, fire is, is going to be the way to go in most situations. Obviously, there's always exceptions. It all depends on the key you're running, what yeah. dungeon, what your group is. A lot of stuff goes into this. Um, but I would say a safe bet for everything would be fire. Okay. That's a pretty straight answer, I guess, now. Is there... I guess... That's about it I think I have for the notes. Chad, if you have questions, you can sort of weave them in here toward the end of the show. We can sort of pick apart some questions you may or may not have about Frost, Fire, and Arcane. But, um... Because that's... Mage has always had this one spec feels the best always, but then one spec left behind, which I guess is the problem. All of them have that, right? Warlock has that with destruction, almost all the expansion, except for like two fights. Demonology now is has this weird stigma about it. And then Rogue had either combat and outlaw being like, eh. But I guess that's just how it's going to be for the pures. We'll see how hunters feel next. I mean, hunters are going to dunk all over survival except outside of Tomb of Sargeras where it was fine. So we will definitely see. I, mean, yeah. I don't think Arcane should be dunked on. It's like its numbers are fine, right? Like its numbers okay. are okay. Uh I just think that the way it plays is not is not great. Uh, okay. and like when you can play Frost if you're really wanting to be competitive. Right. Yeah. So here's yeah, right. <laughs> Why put yourself through that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the arcane guys like who do like arcane, they they do fine, and you can do good damage with it. Uh, but you're gonna have to work a lot harder, and probably have to like uh, have a better understanding of how arcane slots into a fight and that's mm -hmm. quite specific timing yeah. mechanics than you would as like a frost mage or a fire mage. Right now, the specs are actually like insanely close. Um, hmm. If we're just talking about doing single target damage, like probably the best it's been in a very long time. Um, the differences are mainly just in the playstyle things. Like, why would you want to play Arcane when you could play Frost, like Frost had said, and do sure. probably a little better, same. There's a couple of questions that come up in chat that are very guide oriented. If you're asking about, like, relics or artifact stuff or anything about that, obviously Ultra Time or the Discord's going to have those, because we're not going to go into guide oriented things, which brings to the first question. And I'll go to... Well, it's my left, camera right, to Nori over here, because he does a lot of math. How much should a mage charge for a portal? Uh, I think the more you charge, the better, so uh, 1,000 gold, probably. Oh, okay. No, you see, the, the portal market has been completely flipped on its head. Ever since those dang portal keepers came and took away all our jobs, making portals to all the towns free... Wow. We've been all out of work, you know, and now we can't even sell our conjured food anymore. It's it's horrible. The whole economy has crashed. <laughs> well, maybe that'll be tighter. <laughs> this is this is where I go on a like uh, build that wall rant. No, I'm I was kidding. gonna say um, I'm gonna build the wall. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I it won't work. They can make portals. <laughs> That's true. Shit. I oh gosh. Let me see. What is this? Um, there was a few other here. I mean, I like picking up like the funny questions at the end because you guys do all the real ones all the time. Uh, what product? If any, does preheat use? I would assume on his hair. Uh, so it's it's a secret. So I'm gonna kind of whisper it. Whatever my wife uses. <laughs> <laughs> Don't repeat that. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> okay. Um, uh, you don't want any? You don't want to pick any of the serious questions? Oh, you know, there, if you see one, then you can definitely go for it. That was the uh, the seven three five bug fix one that I saw there. Talking about the hot streak bug. Um, yeah, addressed in seven three five bug fix resulted in a three percent DPS loss that Blizzard hasn't yeah. addressed at all. Hasn't got any compensation for, even though fire is pretty much bottom of the pack. I would assume of mages. I don't think it's bottom of the pack. Period. To Warcraft it definitely logs. hurt. I what mean, was the, the fix? Spec? Oh, so uh, when you cast, so basically when you cast a hot streaked pyroblast, if another pyroblast was in flight, you could flag both of them as being hot streaked. So you could say cast a pyroblast bracer pyroblast. It's in flight, and then you cast immediately after that a hot streaked pyroblast. Mm -hmm. It makes both of them benefit from hot streak, which gives you a two hundred percent multiplier on ignite, or makes ignite do two hundred percent damage. Um, so that's like a three to five percent damage gain because it's it's trivial to do. Like you can do it without even knowing it, and we were doing it without even knowing it for a really long time. And obviously, bracer buff is worth a lot of damage. Most power blasts hit really hard, so the ignite from that is is pretty substantial. Um, so that ended up being like a three three to five percent uh, DPS nerf. So they they nerfed the fact that they both don't count. Then is that what you mean? Is that what? Yeah. So they're not supposed to count. It's only supposed to be the oh. power blast that's cast with the buff. Sure. And this was making it so that any other pyroblast in flight at the same time had it, right? Or not any other pyroblast details. But basically, you were giving pyroblasts that shouldn't be ignite buffed, ignite buffs. Or flame strike, yeah. Oh, or okay. Flame strike or two. Weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely weird. Um, why they haven't addressed the, the throughput issue? Probably because it's the end of the expansion and the raid tier is pretty close being over. It's not like a gigantic problem like Rogues had where they were using an AoE talent or an AoE spell for their main throughput, right? Like right. Which is like degenerate and a really big issue. Um, so they're probably just like, it's the end of the expansion, who cares? We... Uh, uh, I mean, looking at... I'm just side-screening here real quick to some Warcraft logs to see... I mean, people might think, <clears throat> this is a weird thing, and this is a side series that I might be putting together about this, that every two weeks I will make a discussion video about Warcraft Logs to help satisfy the community's understanding or misunderstanding of how logs look and how percentiles look. But, like, so Fire Mage at 50th percentile Mythic is 79%. And I'm not going to include Affliction or Windwalker monks in this because they get a lot of nonsense in inflating logs based on multi-dotting and mostly Windwalker monks on Kingaroth, so that doesn't really count. So, like, the top DPS in the 50% Mythic is 88%. So, that's less than a 10% disparity top to bottom for that, which is amazing considering the, that Balance last expansion was horrendous in comparison to this one. Yeah. So... Like, I, I think between up to 15% top-to-bottom variance is actually fine. It's when you're in Warlords and it's like 28% top-to-bottom. That's disgusting. So Yeah, I think that the, what you're talking about is why people are are not happy. Well, sure. When you have all differences between the top and the bottom shakeups that are like 3 to 4%. I mean, it's not really a small difference, but when you have reasonable balance compared to the past between the, the specs and then you get a 3% nerf, you drop quite True. a bit. Like your your bar goes below a lot of other bars, and people hate that shit. No, I, I that makes even sense. Even if even if the numbers are 
reasonable. If their bar is lower than other bars, people are going to get mad, and that's exactly what it is, right? I understand. Their bar is going below other bars. Yep. No, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's so weird how arcane. This is. I love looking at this kind of stuff because it it shows how different fights are. Arcane is the lowest at fifty percentile heroic, but arcane is the best mage at fifty percentile mythic. Well, yeah, arcane's not easy. Sure. Sure. Yeah, uh, and 50, 50 percentile, like yeah. So like heroic mages are gonna be fucking up. Like the margin of error for playing double ring arcane is exceptionally small. Sure. Uh, if you miss cue even a few four stack arcane charge arcane blasts, you're losing huge amounts of your mana pool. And if you're just throwing away mana to the point where you're out of mana when you need to burn, that's that's pretty bad. Uh, it's easy to do if you're oh. not good. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I didn't interrupt. I was just saying, Renoa, we went through, we talked about Frost for almost like 15 minutes about the momentum-based playstyle of Frost and the other section of the show. So I'm not going to bring us back to the Frost madness um, because it's the, the future DPS through lack of cooldown reduction through Icy Veins, losing chain reaction stacks. I mean, I wouldn't, if you're talking about battle, don't because we're seven months away from that at least, I would say. So plenty is going to change. But in that regard. Uh, someone asked if I liked Concerned Frog. I, I like Concerned Frog a lot. <laughs> Definitely good. It's a good question. I don't, know, I don't know what he is, but I see him everywhere. I yeah, thought, he's I, everywhere, but I, I like it. I don't know. Just, just frog. Everyone just stop posting frogs. I'm concerned if you don't like Concerned Frog. I thought he wasn't a frog, though. I don't Seems. Like I I, he seems frog-like. I'm, I'm just done with <laughs> the frogs. No more That's frogs. fair. But, um, yeah, leaving Phoenix Flames aside, is Ebon Bolt or other traits not worth keeping? And how about Arcane? I think you're talking about things that a spec could lose and be okay with. Because I don't, I don't think we've seen any Ebon Bolt staying around in the battle stuff. Um, Mark of Alaneth is definitely not there, I don't think. Phoenix Flames is... In, in the first battle build. I'm not sure. I think everyone's going to feel a little bit gutted because we know it's a downsized expansion. But are there anything that you think like Frost and Arcane need to keep to still well, work properly? I'm pretty sure that uh, both Ebon World and Marco Felonet are not like crucial parts of uh, Arcane sure. and Frost Mages right now, unlike Phoenix Slime from uh, For Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I, or the stuff that uh, Frost should keep from the artifact is probably uh, some reason to keep Shattering Cure Frostbolts when you are doing the Frostbolt Flurry Iceland combo because you are losing Chain Reaction and Frozen Veins, uh, which I do not think like these are good trades because they work with any old Frostbolt crits, Frostbolt crits so uh, it promotes Frostbolt spam, but if you actually had something like when you shatter your Frostbolt, you do X, uh, that would work much better. Mm. Uh, then we probably need to keep freezing rain because uh, freezing rain is the best best thing to come out of the frost artifact. So I'm hoping we keep that one. Icy hand would be nice, which is the plus one uh, to fingers of frost stacks. And I would also like to keep something like shield of Elodi because uh, iceberry is for me. I think like it is the best when it's around 30% of your max HP. Where it doesn't feel overpowered, but it doesn't feel in, uh, inconsequential. Mm, okay. Yeah, and and also keeping uh, the physical damage reduction on 
blazing barrier just because that is the only real use of that spell right is to reduce like mm -hmm. one big physical hit coming your way so if that goes out then it's like why am i even casting the spell yeah, and for arcane i took a quick glance at the artifact and i think the only thing that will be missed which is not just like some uh, bunch of numbers is probably going to be the four extra yards on arcane explosion i cannot think really of anything else Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a. I mean, pretty brought up walking into melee, and you walk into melee right now, and Arcane Explosion is actually a much wider range than it's going to be coming back to a much smaller. Yeah. Uh oh. That's a good one. But, um. I don't think there's anything else that popped up. Was there any other questions that you guys thought? I mean, because you can. You can instead of turn this around if you want some soapbox time. I think uh, someone asked if we're content with the current problem of proc munching with frost with respect to brain freeze and fingers of frost. Okay. I mean, uh, and I would say, I would say no. And that was also one of the reasons why I suggested flurry as a charge based spell so that mm. you don't have these overlapping procs occurring on frostbolt, which you can do nothing about. Yeah. Right. This also solves another big issue because uh, when you have a uh, charge based flurry, you can cast Icelands first and then cast your flurry. You are not penalized for. Uh, dumping your fingers of frost first. Yeah. Oh. That'd be a cool back and forth A or B decision making process too. Instead of right now you're locked into you have to do this before this. Yeah. And another thing too, uh, it may not be too big in raid, but like for leveling, Carterizing Blink will be sorely missed. Oh. Yeah, true. I didn't think of that one. Yeah, there's a couple of little ones like that that you're that you're wondering. Because we're all prepared for this downsize. It has to be. Not only just numerically and, and stats question or whatever, but we're losing a lot of these passive possibilities that we were will feel when they're not there anymore. We were used to them now. But but how about some some shout-outs and some soapboxing? You can close the show out real quick here. And uh, know, we'll go back to, to Nori first this one. Give me one you want to throw some shout-outs out to help you with SimC or anything you want to to soapbox and slightly rant about with mages. This is your time. Go for it. Well, I think this came up in, a, in this chat that I should probably mention. Uh, when I was talking about Frostburn as it would be like the best fit for uh, for the new Frost Mastery or the old Mastery. Um, you can actually solve a lot of problems in this way because, first of all, it works with Winter's Chill. The effect doesn't have to be as big because, because precisely you have Winter's Chill to apply Shatter in much uh, in more places. But you can also make it relevant for AOE when you, for example, let's say a Frozen Orb now always deals damage as if the targets are frozen, and now the the stat just scales uh, pretty well even when you are doing AOE. So hmm. you could fix like a lot of issues. Uh, with current master just by changing, uh, just by doing these two little changes. And as for shoutouts, uh, well, of course, I'd like to shout out uh, to my uh, SimC colleagues, uh, everyone who is doing SimC work, uh, all the mage theory crafters. And uh, I should also spe specifically call a uh, shout out for Dikembe, who is doing the arcane APL work and also some SimC work. Okay, yeah, I think that is it from me. Awesome. Definitely. Um, I don't know if it was a, a joke or people were poking fun at your guild or people that are from your guild are watching, but no one, no, no shout outs to your guild though, right? Nothing? No? I mean, I can give you shout outs, but I don't think they are super relevant to this show, but 
sure, let's go ahead and give shoutouts to all my uh, guild members for raiding with me and giving me loot. Sounds good. Frosted, how about you? What do you want to... Any shoutouts or soapbox time? Go for it. Uh, yeah, shoutouts to, to Glinny for taking over the SimC dump threads and making it so that I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. To Dikembe for doing Arcane, even though he doesn't even play the spec. Our wow. Guild dude, but I appreciate your work. Uh, and uh, to my guild for taking me along for another tier, you know, taking me into Battle for Azeroth. Things continue to go well. That's fair. I think he, he was in chat, right? About Arcane. Is that why you had to do the, the shout out for it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. 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 Sounds good. Preheat, last up, sir. Go for it. Yeah, there's there's Dikembe yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, shout out to everyone on the concerned server uh, who's, you know, propagating that frog in the chat. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> no, but for real, though, the, the community for mages uh, is really, really awesome. Um, I think it is an important point to bring up. Uh, if you play another class, and I'm not just saying this because I've because I only play mage, like I play other classes too, and I've experienced the other communities. And I just think we have the best one. Um, it's the amount of information that's out there is great. The accuracy of the information is something that you get used to and you may start to appreciate and maybe take for granted if you're to play something else. Um, so you really have to appreciate the fact that these guys do so much work and they want to keep this stuff up to date and accurate. And it, it I don't know, it, it'd be hard for me to play another class after getting so spoiled by the mage community. So I really appreciate it, you guys, especially uh, you two, because you're here, but everyone else as well <laughs> that's fair enough that sounds good to me but about it that'll that'll about wrap it up right here let's push this button and it there it is so thank you everyone for tuning in to episode number 164 it's the mage catch-up episode for legions patch 735 Again, the, the Patreon version of the show, the after show, we're going to sit down after this show and just rant and ramble for a little bit. That'll go up online there. But around the table yet again, there's Preheat. You go follow him on Twitter and then watch his streams. And then make sure you comment on his hair and what he uses for his hair care products. <clears throat> don't don't watch me for uh, any World of Warcraft. I don't play that game anymore. Uh, Monster <laughs> Hunter World is the game that I'm playing. So if you want to see Monster Hunter World, then watch me. <laughs> Otherwise... What are you talking about? Beta comes out in like a week or two. Psh. I... What's... What is... What is it even called? Battle for... I don't know. Battle for Monsters Hunter. I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy right now. <laughs> Monster Hunter. Well, thank you again for your time, sir. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. And then there's Frosted. You can go poke altered time altered dash time.com of course or jump in their discord and see all the work that they put together awesome stuff and again thank you for your time on the show sir even though you're you're in darkness now yeah no the, the sun's gone down so there's not like a blazing light coming in from the back <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, though. it's uh, always a pretty good time yeah thank you very much sir and then i think he didn't uh, make all the EU mages mad, but there's Nori. You can go Pokemon Discord and see all the work he does on the SimC APL and just going forward. Thank you very much for, for being the fresh meat on the show today, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you for the invitation. So that's going to do it. Again, Hunters will be our last pure DPS spec on next Sunday. And if you've missed any part of this show, of course, you can go grab the whole thing on YouTube 
or VODs available here on the channel for subscribers. And then YouTube or the audio only version on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play Music for MP3 version. If you want to put that in here while you're going somewhere, go for that. But again, after that, we'll see when battle shapes up to see if we're going to be doing more catch-up shows for Legion or not. Depends on that, because obviously doing shows on Legion becomes sort of eh when we can test the new expansion. So I'll keep you up to date on that one. Of course, you can follow the show on social medias down below or YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, etc. But I will see you all here next Sunday. Have a great rest of your week. Trusting your seal of artifact power. Get that 75 done and forget about it. Then go play Monster Hunter, I guess. That's or right. Yeah, see? Yeah. There it is. But until next week, everybody. <gasps> bye. Oh, bye. 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 Wave. Bye. Wave bye at the nice people. Wave. Wave okay, bye at the nice. There you go. There you, there you. We did it. Woo. There you go. We got it.